0: This is the Bible vocational preacher podcast episode number two. Bible Vocational Preacher podcast, and I'm Ronnie. I'm here with my co- co-host, uh, Chris Paradise. And so, Chris, how, how was your Sunday? Did you have a good Lord's Day?
1: Well, I actually had a really good Sunday. Um, come to find out, Saturday, I called my pastor to talk to him, and uh, had to run a couple of things by him, you know, ministry-wise. And uh, he asked me, he said, hey, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but um, how would you like to preach Sunday night? And so, um, so I ended up saying, sure, you know, because, I mean, to me, you know, any opportunity to preach, I want to do what I can. So um, so I had a couple of messages I'd already had prepared. And uh, from that point, um, I started looking over them. And I was planning on actually preaching out of First Samuel 17, where David and Goliath, where he said the words, is there yeah. not a cause? Yeah. I was going to preach some th- something worth fighting for. And all from Saturday to Sunday morning, I'd already prepared. And I looked over it. I, I had it. This I was going to preach. Well, Sunday afternoon, I started uh, looking over it again, and it just didn't feel right. And, uh, oh, yeah, that <laughs> uh-uh. feeling. So, uh, at this point, I'm praying, Lord, there's absolutely no way I can prepare. You know, a, a full blown message between now and in six o'clock. So that's where an old
0: notes start flying right. across the range. That's right.
1: So, so I started, I started thumbing through some stuff, and I, I found a message that that God gave me a little piece about, and. The more I started looking at it, I realized this is what God wanted me to preach. Yeah. And so I preached uh, out of Acts 16 uh, where Paul and Silas were in jail. And I, I preached some things, uh, some some lessons to learn from Paul in prison. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was talking about how he, even in the midst of him preaching and them, them sharing the gospel, doing God's will... Um, they were still punished, right? And they were still thrown in jail for doing God's work. And uh, I was talking about how we can learn from His wounds, yeah. And uh, and and God really gave me some stuff on that point. And then uh, talked about we could learn from His worship because in verse twenty five mm. it said they prayed and sang praises unto God. Mm. And uh, at that, from that point, I was talking about how. Oh, well, I asked the question: uh, wh- where has where was the most unusual place God became real to you? Yeah and uh, for them at that point it was in a jail in a mm. dungeon and i kind of shared my a testimony of my life where god became real to me uh at one point and i was in the bathroom floor of a hospital mm. um my daughter at she was two weeks old she had aspirated and she was choking we ended up having to go to the emergency room and and oh, uh gosh. and i'm telling you man it 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 God became so real to me yeah. in that bathroom, and and the one verse that just jumped out in my mind was John three sixteen, mm-hmm. for God so loved the world that He gave His mm-hmm. only begotten mm-hmm. Son, and man at that point I just I I was still praying for my daughter, but at that point I was worshiping the Lord. Yeah, yeah, and um, so I talked about you can learn from His from their worship and then also learned from his witness Mm. and talking about how it said that the prisoners heard them. And, um, and then at that point, you know, the ground shook, you know, the story, the jailer came in and he said, what must I do to be saved? And I pointed out of all these things and and I honestly didn't know how God was going to use that, but I felt, I truly felt that's how God, what God wanted me to preach. And, uh, got a text from a lady not too long after that, um, last night. And she, she really uh, encouraged me. She thanked me for the message, and she said that she believed that God changed that message specifically for her. And uh, man, that, that just that just blessed my socks off. I just I God any, knows what He's doing, uh, you know. Yeah,
0: I, I've I've had, and here's the thing, Chris. I've had both of them happen. I've had. You know, sometimes an old sermon is like a, is like a, a warm blanket. It's like a be. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it's something that's familiar. Yeah. And, and oftentimes I've taken something when I've been at my wits end and I feel like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just pulling something that, Oh, I'm just going to get through tonight. And God's not going to do anything with this. I didn't study. I didn't <laughs> do everything that I needed to do that I usually right. do. And I'll come in there and God will just shock me at what he, <laughs> what he says through me and what yeah. he says through his word. Mm-hmm. And then at the other times I have been like an airplane that has no place to land. <laughs> and I get halfway through the message and say, I picked wrong tonight. And <laughs> so yeah. both things have happened. And yeah. That's kind of, kind of what we're getting to tonight is that what I wanted to talk with you about is for a bivocational preacher, I think the biggest the biggest issue that faces a bivocational vocational preacher is time,
1: yeah, time absolutely,
0: because um, you know we uh, we work forty hours a week, plus yeah we have certain responsibilities as a husband or a father most most preachers, most pastors are in that in right. that kind of uh, dynamic you have a family, you have a job, and then you have the ministry, mm-hmm. and so Finding time to do the to do the study mm-hmm. and the and the 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 putting the legwork right. on a message yeah. finding that time is the hardest part of it right. and a lot of and I said it last time a lot of bivocational ministry is fly by the seat of the pants you know you yeah. just you <laughs> you just running through the church with your hair on fire That's half right. the time um, well but bit- but I wanted to talk about. About um, you know, balance your time. Right. All right, so let's put it this way: What do you do? How do you how do you balance your time? What's your schedule? You know, what do you put together every week for what you do as a youth pastor?
1: Well, one of the one of the benefits that I have is I, I have a desk job, so I'm able to sit at a desk and. And, you know, I do have free time throughout the day, um, but usually what I do is I wake up in the morning, help my help my wife get the kids ready for school, and um, they actually have to leave about, I'd say about 30 minutes before I have to. So that gives me 30 minutes of, uh, you know, just doing my devotion mm-hmm. uh, that I do uh, in the mornings. And then uh, from that point, it, it seems like from the devotion, I either I get something from that devotion or I'm actually still... Um, you know, chewing on some stuff that I'd heard, you know, the previous service and, or, you know, in, in a lot of instances, what helps me um, is, um, you know, whenever I, I, I like to, I like me personally, I like to preach series in a sense, even with young people, uh, mm-hmm. because um, uh, that kind of gives me, first of all, it gives me a little bit of structure, me, me personally, um, and it also kind of we what I like to do is I like to have a little fun with the with the series we do and I kinda do like special themes and stuff right, like right. that. Um like right now we're actually going I'm actually preaching messages on the armor of God. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we we've been doing different things each week uh, with our kids, letting them come in with weird hats on for the helmet of salvation, coming in with silly socks and shoes for the feet shod with the preparation yeah, yeah, of the yeah. gospel piece. This week we're doing Jersey, so we're going to be talking about the breastplate of righteousness. So uh, we're doing different things like that um, on Wednesday nights.
0: And the advantage of that is is that there's no kind of preacher's block, like, what am I going to right, preach on? Right. And that's why I like to preach expositionally, mm-hmm. or I like to preach in a series, right. is that I know where I'm going to be going week after week. Now, right. there's these weird periods yeah. between series where you're kind of scratching your head. Yeah. Most of the time... I know where I'm going. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I and completely so, agree with that. So,
1: and, and not only that, but I like to also, what helps me too is like, I use a Sunday school curriculum. I, I teach Sunday school as well. And so that kind of gives me a, a bit of a guideline there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, now I don't want you to think that I don't, you know, you know, I still get thoughts and get little nuggets here and there. And I've got a little black book uh, that I write my, write little extra points and stuff. And I'll actually go back and, and I'll look through them. But, you know, throughout the day, I'm, 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 I'm working whether it be, you know, at my job, you know, where that comes first while I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll also have some time where I'll, you know, do some do some ministry work, you know, take my lunch break and I'll, you know, if I'm really focused and kinda of tunnel vision, if you yeah. will, on a specific um part of the ministry or something that I'm doing, then I kind of take more time to, you know, really, truly focus on that. Yeah. Um, but, of course, you know, in the, in the afternoons and stuff, you know, spending time with the family and we'll, you know, we'll talk about school and, and the kids will want us to read them some, you know, Bible stories at night and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, you know, to to me, I don't know. I guess it's maybe because I've been in the, been, not 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 saying I'm, you know, got the, you know, got the shirt and everything that I've been, I've arrived. I'm nowhere near that. Don't, don't take that the wrong way, but I've been in this, the ministry long enough to the point where I I could see a McDonald's billboard sign and probably get three points off of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and, and so, you know, but there's been many times where, where I've, you know, hit that mental block, you know, being at that wit end like you talked about and, you know, and that's, you know and i believe i believe god gives us those kind of moments to say hey you know you, you're not a big boy like you think you are you yeah. still need me yeah and, absolutely uh, and so um, you know i don't i don't i don't take that for granted you know
0: my pastor brother uh, dr ken trivet uh, told me and warned warned us that that you always as a preacher and as a pastor you've got to be taking in right to give out yeah. and if you stop taking in then eventually you're going to run out of right. what to give out, right. and whether that's your devotional life, um, you know, a myriad of other ways um, in which you take in reading yeah. books, listening to messages, whatever yeah. you do. There always has to be some sort of input right. in order for there to be output.
1: Yeah, I like listening to podcasts too throughout the day. Yeah, I mean that's that's a huge yeah. huge help to me as well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's, you know, and I love to read, but, but I find myself not finishing the books that I start because I start on another book. But I mean, that's just how my mind works sometimes, I guess. I can't, I can't stay focused on that because I'm moving on to the next thing. Yeah.
0: You, you believe like me that most books, the most important information is in chapter one and chapter two. That's right. Beyond that, you know, you really don't need it. That's right. <laughs> well, um. So so basically it comes down to for your 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 schedule, your lunch hour, your times of breaks right. at lunch, at work and then as far as your evenings completely given to your family yeah. or do you do Saturday night kind of special Now Saturdays early you know I mean like what is your schedule on the week
1: usually Saturdays um I'll you know what I don't finish during the week that's when I'll finish it um, you know, and it's not like at twelve o'clock at night. It's, Mm-mm. you know, I, I'll take, you know, it. We'll be home about six thirty, seven o'clock most nights, and I'll be like, "All right," it's like, you know, Daddy's got to go have some alone time. Mm-hmm. And um, and and my wife, she's she's been very helpful, and she knows she's had to learn, but she knows, um, uh, you know, yeah. that I need I need that time. Yeah, and, uh, and that's
0: one of the things that is really difficult for a marriage. And in a bivocational ministry, mm-hmm. is nights like Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday nights are so hard for my wife as well because six o'clock, that's my time. And mm-hmm. from six until nine, I'm putting together the things that I need to finish up Sunday morning and right. Sunday afternoon. And so that Saturday night, when, when she can have one, let's say, like, this not this past Sunday, Sunday, week ago, had a guest in. Well, then that Saturday night, we go do something. We go, you know, we're out on the town or, or whatever. We go do a date. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we do things together. And uh, But, you know, if there's one thing that I long for as a full-time or fully, must well, not full-time, what was it, fully funded pastor, mm-hmm. is to have that Saturday night. Right. And I don't know what it is about it, but yeah. the Saturday night and then, and, and and of course now you're you're teaching on Sunday morning and Correct. then you're preaching on Wednesday, Wednesday night. night yeah. Is your Saturday night work for your Wednesday night message? No. Okay. Um, so no. when do you do the Wednesday night?
1: Wednesday night. Um, I'm I'm mostly focusing. At, it, it really hits more on Wednesday nights or for my Wednesday night services. I'm usually really focusing, you know, right after Sunday. I mean, it's just kind of. It to me, I mean, it's it. it I would like to say, you know I want to take a day off, you know, shut my mind off just from, mm-hmm. but but I can't, and mm-hmm. because it's so hard because I mean there might be days at work where you know everything goes wrong and and you know I don't get all my work done, mm-hmm. and so you know when i'm I'm really you know trying to get everything done at work, but yet you know I run out of time, yeah, uh you know. I've not focused any bit of time on Wednesday night or you know or Sunday or whatever. Um so what I try to do is I try to get it done as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if I try to finish a sermon um or even get it three fourths of the way done by Monday mm-hmm. in most cases, mm-hmm. um, then I then I'm I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but but a lot of times, you know, it'll be, you know, Tuesday, um, I'm looking over my stuff and I'm, you know, writing my notes out and everything. And then Wednesday I'm typing it out at, at three 30, you know, mm-hmm. getting it printed up and then I'm, I'm emailing it to myself so I can use it on my iPad and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that, that's kind of what I do, um, throughout the week. Um, but after Wednesday I'm rolling right back into Sunday and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I can identify with, with most of that. I think, uh, for me, I know that most of the time my message is printed off an hour before yeah. or less right. before I get in the pulpit. Particularly, you know, if I'm doing something new right. which uh, you know, you said something a minute ago about doing something uh new and it's it's you don't know it, it's not uh it's not uh, you know it's not been vetted i guess yeah. you could say yeah. um i like that i yeah. i pre i i feel like in, in my years as the pastor here i feel like that i have done i do better when i when it is new like right. that or i don't know if i've trained myself that way or mm-hmm. um but you know as far as my schedule goes um my main of course of course um keeping that devotion, that that mm-hmm. influx during the week. Right. Uh, I keep, like you were saying, podcasts. I listen to a lot of messages during mm-hmm. the week. And usually I'll find messages that have to do with where I am in the Scriptures most of the time. Right. Particularly because yeah. um, I preach through books of the Bible in most of my services. So mm-hmm. I'll find someone's sermons on those where they're preaching about them and I listen for points of truth, any nugget, any good yeah. good quote, any because oftentimes the real time the real time taker for me when I'm prep preparing a message is when I'm flipping through books looking for an illustration. Right. I, I think I think and, and it's not it's not meat. It's not necessarily exposition, it's just it 's just a teaching tool, right. and sometimes that can be the most frustrating to try to find the right thing so to hear just one good illustration from a message uh is you know it says volumes now, and you know don't look down on me when 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 I'm <laughs> listening to someone's message and in another pastor where they're reading Spurgeons and they're getting theirs from yeah. reading something I, I think it's six one half dozen the other it's right. the, It's the same thing but so what I'll do during the week is that I will be thinking about where I'm going, but my main sermon uh my main sermon preparation will start for Wednesday night will start my lunch break on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Then I'll leave at about three thirty, get home around four, and from four until seven, I'm off limits. Wow. Uh, you know, the door is closed. <laughs> I try to ignore every you know every cry every whatever that's that's a time where i can't give affection i can't give attention mm. I can't get into conversations, I have to finish yeah. okay, and that is not next week's Wednesday night that is this Wednesday night, right. yeah, all right, and so when it comes down to Sunday morning and Sunday night, I started like I said six o'clock on Saturday from six until nine i don't like you say. I don't stand to 12 or 10 o'clock because mm-hmm. my best time is early in the morning. Right. I, I feel like that's when I'm, I'm, I'm most alert. I, I do my best writing. I do my best thinking. Everything is quiet. Yeah. And so I'll, uh, I'll go to bed at nine o'clock, trying to stay sharp nine o'clock. And then I'll get up sometimes around four, four thirty on Sunday. And then I'll get going on Sunday morning by the time. 10 o'clock rolls around. I should be just about finished with the morning message. Wow. And I got a few minutes to put together. And I really use some crutches for Sunday school. I I told the guys when I came to this church, I said, uh, you know, I can preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. But I cannot teach a Sunday school class too. And I've been doing it now for three or four <laughs> years. It's pitiful what I do in that Sunday school class. I, I really pull from some stuff and and don't give it the attention that it needs. But I'm out. Right, I, I gotta. It's every, that's all I can do,
1: brother Ronnie. You wore me out just telling me your schedule. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then after after the Sunday morning service around twelve fifteen, twelve thirty, I go right back to the study and I start working on Sunday night. And I'll do. And then by five o'clock, our Sunday night service, for some crazy reason, starts at five o'clock on Sunday night. So I've got from about you know one. You know, I'll eat somewhere at one till five and I'll put together that one and then that'll be done. And then, you know, Sunday night I'm like wiped out. So, and then I, then I start thinking about Wednesday, but you know, you mentioned something about it's always, you're thinking about it. It's Mm -hmm. always okay. Now, what for Wednesday? Now, what for Sunday morning? Now, what for Sunday night? It's, it's a never ending cycle that a Bible preacher feels like you are juggling balls in the air and you're waiting for them to fall.
1: There's been a few times where um, I'll get little nuggets and get little thoughts towards the message that I want to be I'm preparing for, and I'll get little post-it notes, you know, at my desk, and I'll just start writing down some stuff. Yeah. About, oh man, this is good. Yeah, and I'll write it down and I'll have that right there. And then, you know, as I said earlier, you know, some things will start happening at work. It's crazy. Well, it's Wednesday, and you don't have your you don't have your stuff typed out. What do you do? I mean, yeah, yeah. There's been many times, brother Ronnie, I've picked up them Post-it notes, exactly. and I've preached from those Post-it notes because that's. I mean, at that point, that's all I've got. But but it's but whenever I'm looking at that Post-it note, I've been I've been I don't know if it's a if it's a blessing or a curse, but I, the way I prepare a message, I'm a bones kind of preacher. You know, mm-hmm. I've got. You know, I've got my my main points, and then I might have one or two subpoints, and that's about it. With some scripture reference, I don't, you know, I don't have the the huge, you know, you know.
0: So you're not a manuscript. Type. No,
1: I'm not. No, mm-hmm. um, that's that's not me. All right. Um, I, actually, I, I I guess I could blame uh, Brother John um, Underwood. Underwood for that. That's that's yeah. kind of how he started out. That's and, so funny
0: because <laughs> I kid you not. The, your pastor's DNA, as far as his sermon ways, yeah. is passed down. Because <laughs> Brother Ken, full manuscript. And that seems to be the only way I can get by. Right. I, I, I you know, I did. And here, here's what's funny I had, we went to youth camp this past summer. Um, and God laid a text on my heart, bad, big time. And I knew this. Is for Sunday. This is for mm. Sunday morning. I have got to do this. But with that trip back, we drove for 24, 25 hours straight. A Saturday night, I was a zombie. And I'm thinking, I tried to sit down. I said, how am I going to put this together? And I couldn't think straight. Mm. I got a, I got an outline together, like three points and a couple sub points. That's it. And that's unheard of for me. Mm. <laughs> I got up Sunday morning as early as I could. I started looking over it and I kept falling asleep. I was like, I can't do this. And so I went and pulled something, you know, from way back and, and, and thought, you know, maybe this is it. And then I had it in my notebook and I'm heading to the pulpit and God would not let me go. And I've never had this happen before. He wouldn't let me go with that verse. And all I could remember was the three main points, I believe. And so, for the first time this summer, I I got up to the pulpit with the message that I'd pulled out to preach, and actually sat on the pulpit and made my decision right then to take mm-hmm. it and lay it down, and do that one verse. Wow! And and it I don't know you'd have to go back and listen. I don't think it's too <laughs> coherent, but it was the first time I'd ever done that, and that's what I want to be. I really do, and I I am so. Uh, and maybe it comes from being used to doing things at the last minute and putting a bunch of stuff down on paper that you haven't really got to sit and you know you you know what I mean by chewing on something, right. yeah, yeah, chewing on a message
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know when i was when I wasn't a pastor, I could sit and chew on something for weeks and weeks and weeks, and boy, by the time they come to preach it i mean it was it was all just it was like fresh you it was like, Spurgeon yes. <laughs> and but now you ain't got time to chew nothing. You got to swallow things whole, right. you know. And uh, that's one of the things about Bible vocational ministry. It's always been tough. I've never been able to really sit down and and get a lot of meditative thought and really meditate on these verses. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got it timed down to where I got I know where I got to be in the next thirty minutes right. as I write my as I write things out as I type through them as I word them. I know I can look at the clock. And say I'm behind or I'm ahead, right? And and that's not the way to prepare. But that's just the facts, mm-hmm. you know, the facts of life for yeah. a bivocational minister. And so I want these guys that may be listening to this to understand that they're not alone. Yeah, that they're not selling the ministry short by not investing more time that they don't have
1: right I mean because we all have 24 hours in a day that's it and I mean and it's that 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 pull from your family that pull from your job I mean when work's over you have to leave work at work but yet we tend to let some things simmer or you know just keep going on in our heads and we come home we may be grouchy or something yeah. and, and then you know you know we're rushing home from, from work and then you have to throw your clothes on and rush the kids out the door to get to church and you're mm-hmm. yelling at them to get in the car or you're doing this in a rush and rush and rush and you don't really get to spend time with them. And mm-hmm. by the time you get to church, you're supposed to be preaching on the love of God and you're, you're far from it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, so it's definitely, it can be very discouraging. Yeah. And, um, and, and sometimes, I mean, honestly, just me sitting here listening that you know,
0: I'm I'm ready to resign the ministry right now. I will be honest with you. I don't know how I'm gonna do it this week. So this was...
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean just sitting here listening to you and, and, and how you come up with your stuff. I mean, you know, first of all, I mean I have a greater respect for you because I mean the amount of time and, and sacrifice you give and um and the fact that you get up at four thirty on a Sunday morning, I I honestly I only see one four thirty on a Sunday. <laughs> um but but I mean it's just I mean week after week i mean it's like you said you know last week or two weeks ago now i guess i mean you're you're really you know flying by the seat of your pants sometimes yeah. and that's what's so
0: funny we have no time to do this podcast to Be true. honest we, we, we've been trying to get together now for what two weeks two, two weeks. and a half weeks yep. Yep. uh to do another podcast and so it's all just keep kick, kicking it down the road <laughs> um but so okay we're all about to slit our wrists because of how hard this is <laughs> If if we had young preacher boy here who is uh being called to Shady Knowles Baptist Church, mm-hmm. Shady Knowles Missionary Baptist Church and uh and he's gonna have to work a job as a mechanic or as a you know as a clerk or something like that, what can we tell this young man that will help him? I mean uh I the first thing that comes to mind is you have to discipline yourself to say, these are certain hours that I'm going to devote to study and to preparation. And these are other hours which will not be a part of study and preparation. Right. Because you can't do it all the time. Right. And I believe you have to be firm in saying, lay this out. This is when I'm going to study. This is when I'm going to be in my study, be in the word. I'm going to do my sermon prep and get ready, get ready to minister the word to the people of God.
1: And a lot of times, Brother Ronnie, it's, I mean, you hate to say it this way, but you have to schedule time out to study. Yeah. And because if you don't schedule time out to study, to be quite honest, something else is going to fill that, 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 that area of time. Yeah. And then, you know, Saturday night at midnight, you're scratching your head saying, what in the world am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Um. And and it's gonna take sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really gonna to have to take sacrifice. There's gonna to have to be things that you yourself are gonna to have to say, My calling and 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 my purpose that God has God's given me this calling, God's given me this burden, this is more important than this particular thing that you would like to go do. I mean, there's been times where I've had to tell you know my wife, I'm sorry we can't go have dinner or go watch a movie or something with with a couple because I have to prepare for Sunday morning or, yeah. or Sunday night or yeah. something like. That. I mean, you have to say no sometimes, yeah. but it's going to take. I mean, if if this man, I mean, if if we had a young preacher right here, I'd have to tell him. I mean. You know, it's going to take you taking a stand at times, Mm -hmm. even when you're the only one standing. Right. And, um, but, but I mean, it's very rewarding. I mean, it may be getting a text message from somebody in your church, you know, after you've preached and wondering why in the world did God give you this message? And they thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um... And, and that alone is, it, to me, that alone is is very rewarding. I mean, Paul said, "I thank Christ Jesus, my Lord, who hath enabled me, counting me faithful, putting mm. me in the ministry." Mm. Yeah. And you know, and that's something you shouldn't take lightly. Right. And and I mean, it will involve involve sacrifice. I mean, because I mean, he said, you know, Jesus said, "Take up your cross and follow me." Mm-hmm. And there's going to be times where it's going to be harder than others. Yeah. Times. Um,
0: and I think that's, as as a husband and a pastor, bivocationally, we've got to pay even more attention to our wives and our yeah. family because when we say no about this, yeah. then there's got to be a yes somewhere else. Okay. I can't do this tonight, honey, but we can do this. How about this tomorrow or right. this on Monday or yeah. next Friday night? You know, that's why I always try to say Friday night, Nothing goes. We can have a date. We can do whatever we want to on a Friday night. Yeah. And or a Saturday during the day or whatever. Um But yeah, uh, you know, and God love our wives. Yes. Good night. <laughs> I I you know the real the the one that really suffers, I think, the most is is our wives. Yeah. Because we're obviously passionate about what we do, uh, study, is not particularly like uh you know pulling teeth or yeah. or you know getting dental work done or something like that. I mean, it's it's we, we love it. That, yeah. that's what we're made for. Yeah. But our wives really oftentimes pay the pay a, a high price to share us yeah. with the ministry. And so we've got to be vigilant in making sure that whatever is lost here is made up here with right. our family, with yeah. our with our with our wives and also our we're, children.
1: My wife and I are very blessed. Um, I mean, we've got two children, five and three. Um, but um, her her parents actually love to babysit them, have me, me and papa all the time. Really, every Friday night, and uh, so that is kind of what we. I want use. them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I want them. So because we, it is like, it is like oh you want me to watch the kids, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, I would not never have, would have never thought yeah. of
1: that. And my wife was like, you want to have a third? I was like, if we have a third, Mimi and Papa night might not be coming around so often. <laughs> I, said, I said, let's keep it, let's keep it with two here. But um, no. Um, but what we do is, you know, Friday nights is usually the night that we, um, we spend, you know what, that's our date night as well. Mm-hmm. And, Ninety percent of the time, our date night ends up at Walmart. I don't know about yours. What is the deal with I don't, that? I don't know. I don't know. But
0: we, I thought me and Carrie were the only ones that we, end up at Walmart.
1: We, we'll walk around Walmart forever, and she we'll go in there, and I'm like, "Why are we here?" I don't know. I just wanted to look. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, honey. This is your time. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it is definitely hard, and um, and uh, you know, and it's you know, you have to take time time and make time um, even for your children. I mean, mm-hmm. there's going to be times where, you know, like for instance, for me, I mean, thankfully, um, you know, like I'm not, I'm not advertising. You know, we're not sponsored by anybody, but like Chick-fil-A, they did their, um, mm-hmm. daddy daughter date night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they did that a couple, you know, I think it was last Monday. And, um, you know, I was able to take both of my daughters mm-hmm. and, uh, that was a special time. Uh, and that's something that, that they'll, they cherish. They right. enjoyed that. I mean, they enjoyed going on a date with daddy and, you know, and you might say, Well well, why don't you do it more often? Well, to be quite honest, you don't really think about it as, as a necessity at the time because again, I had that tunnel vision a lot mm-hmm. of times. And um and so I mean it was one of those kind of things where, you know, I I made the time. I mean, and I, I guess I'm guilty of that. I need to make more time. But but again, the twenty four hours in a day, I yeah. mean it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. But but I mean, you know, even like on the Thursday nights, our church goes to the rescue mission. Mm-hmm. One, the uh, first and fourth Thursday, and uh, I'm kind of, kind of the, um, I guess the the one that's over the ministry, if you will, at our church. You know, I schedule the preachers and and you know, and I, I you know, I feel like I need to be there when we're there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I may not be preaching, but I'm leading the singing or I'm making the announcements and greeting everybody. Right. Well, you know, before I leave, you know. My kids are like, you know, where's Daddy going? He just got home, you know, 35 minutes ago. Yeah. And so I've, I've sat down with them. You know, they're only five and three, but I've, you know, even though I may not be preaching, but we're there to minister. Mm-hmm. And the way that they register this is, you know, Daddy's going and preaching. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm letting them know. It's like, you know, listen, you know, Daddy's fixing to go. where He's going to go preach. And uh, we're going to go preach to some men that... Um, that need to hear the love of God, and they need to. I said, "There's some of them that that don't know Jesus," mm-hmm. and you know, just kind of explaining explaining this to them and kind of sharing. And I'm, I mean, I'm she. My oldest is five, but I'm I'm already teaching her the importance of the gospel and explaining yeah. what the yeah. gospel is, and um, and I'm letting her know. You know, these men. Some of these men don't know Jesus. Right? They're 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 sinners and they need to be saved. And and she, she realized, you know, Daddy needs to go preach. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, when mm-hmm. I go now, it's like, well, Daddy's going to go preach. You know. And but, but I know they're young, but I want them to understand the importance of the ministry that mm-hmm. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's going to be days on Thursday nights where you know they're going to have something going on, and they may want me to be there, and I may have to make that decision, you know, to, to sacrifice the ministry, which I'm at this point, I would say I would. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, there's going to be times where it's going to be hard to say, I'm sorry, I can't, you know, it just depends on the Mm -hmm. circumstance, I guess.
0: I've had to make the decision recently when we had our outreach on Saturday and Grayson's basketball game, the very same, same time. Mm -hmm. Now, am I, you know, say what you will, uh, but I basically had to tell the folks, I need you to go, follow up on these folks, yeah. go make the visits, try to share the gospel. But I'm sorry, I got to go to my son's game. Yeah, yeah, because it's important. Yeah, it's important for me, for him, yeah, and my family. Now, right after the game, I went and go made some visits yeah. or whatever. But you know, there's still you have to draw that line. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to your time, you know, making a schedule, making sure you make time. For family, um, setting aside time specifically for your study, and for when you're not doing your study, um, there was another one. What about um, what about resources? I mean, you, oh, you also said we also said uh, about intake. Yeah. If we're in, if we're bringing things in during the week, uh, whether it be by our devotional life, mm-hmm. whether it be by our, um, you know, what we listen to. Sermons we listen to, anything yeah. like that, or books we read, yeah. or uh, audio books we listen to. As we bring that in, that helps. That helps. Yes. It will, because God will use that. To He will call to mind things as you're preparing your yeah. sermon, as you're getting ready for that. So always having an intake. Yeah. What about resources that you have on your desk, Chris? What do you? What's right there that you pull from? That you. Uh, this saves me time. I'm going go to go get it.
1: Well, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I use, you know, for Sunday school, we do a Sunday school curriculum, and um, I have, I actually have that, uh, I carry that with me, you know, throughout, and, and what I'm using right now is um, Striving Together Publications. That's um, Paul Chapel out in mm-hmm. West Coast, West Coast Baptist mm-hmm. uh, College, uh, Lancaster Baptist Church. He's got a printing ministry there, and it's it's got some tremendous, tremendous stuff there. Um, and... I use, um, right now I'm going through Lessons from Legends, is the name of the book. And it's, um, you know, taking different characters from the Word of God and um, looking at their lives and then applying it to our lives today. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be getting, you know, it's helping me. I'm enjoying actually, you know, studying it out. But I'm using that now. I used to use a lot of um, Clarence Sexton's, you know, Crown Mm -hmm. College uh, Sunday School material. Um, And uh, I guess you could say kind of like where my, where my, Reading and direction is, I guess, with it, with those kind of guys. But, but I mean, I, I, not only that, but I mean, I've got at my desk, I've got, um, I've got a Bible, mm-hmm. I've got, um, I've got another, I've got another book, um, or I've got my Sunday school book, and then I've got a another book I'll be reading off and on because I mean, like I said, I like to you know read. You know, often on different books. I mean, I've just finished a book on outreach, mm-hmm. and now I'm actually reading a book on uh, from Dave Ramsey. But, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, it's something to whether it be something to help me in the ministry or help me spiritually. You mm-hmm. know, it's just I'm always trying to have something there. And, and uh, you know, when I listen to the podcast, but I also like listening to music. I know, yeah. um, you know, that that's probably a touchy subject for a lot of people that may listen to this. But I mean, I, I mean, there's different different kinds of artists that I'll listen to just to, you know, for, you know, different kinds of moods. I am in, whether it be, you know, just in a, in a, in a mood of worship or in a mood of, you know, just, just want to be happy, you know, and, you know, getting a, getting a better mood. So I'll, you know, do some stuff like that just to kind of, you know, help me in a, in a spiritual sense and in in my attitude
0: Mm -hmm. while I'm at work. Yeah. Um, As far as my, what I keep, Surrounding my desk, uh, desk with is uh, uh, my my biggest thing is is not necessarily commentaries. Most of those I've got on the computer themselves. Mm-hmm. So you know, obviously, we'll always pull from Matthew Henry. He's such a good you know yeah. everything that he writes is is so good. Um, what um what do you
1: use as far as on your computer? Is it a like e sword or oh quick I verse? use uh, Word Search. Okay, Word yeah. Search. I've got um I've got um. Quick, uh, what what I just say? Quick uh, quick verse? No, not quick verse. The other one. <laughs> so um, it was, uh, esword esword. Yeah, I got yeah. esword on on mine. You can actually download that on the computer mm-hmm. for free. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and they got a lot of good resources there. Sorry, go ahead. No,
0: no. Um, I've got uh, the John Phillips commentaries mm. on uh, on the Word Search, and also Rod Mattoon. I like Rod Mattoon. Yeah. Like, sometimes he can be a little scattered or whatever, but uh, I always found good good illustrations stuff from Rod Mattoon. Yeah. And then uh, but as far as the other books that I, I keep around, my main thing is is trying to find good illustrations, good good quotes. Um uh, my favorite I could I could get rid of all of my illustration books except one and I would probably not miss a lick. <laughs> and it is a book that I found one day. Um it is the it's the illustration book of Tony Evans preaching. Mm. It is the best sermon illustration book I have ever had, mm. and most of them are just the right size. Right. Because I can't take something that's going that that's <laughs> you know that's two and a half pages long yeah. to tell the story. Yeah. They're most of them are short, sweet, to the point. They're down to earth. They're I love that book. Yeah. It's one of my favorite favorite books to have uh, on the on the on the shelf when I'm preparing. So I always have it close to reach for to grab something.
1: I also <laughs> use a I have my iPad mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of apps, useful apps. I mean, eSwords actually on there as well. They have mm-hmm. an app, but you have to pay for it. Um, and and that that actually helps me out a lot as well. And then there's another. Um, it's called Logos, L O G O S. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you can. I think you can purchase the uh, the actual software, um, mm-hmm. but they've got an app. It's free, and you can get. Uh, they actually they actually offer free books a month. One free book yeah. a month, and and some of those books you can take them or you can just not ever look at them, mm-hmm. but I mean they they give you different resources that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I mean I really like using my iPad for for a lot of stuff like that. And Of course I've got um you know Kindle and iBooks on there as well, and I've mm-hmm. got a bunch of eBooks that you can get. And there's there's, there's a ton of um, free um, free uh, Christian books that you can find. I mean any just about anywhere on the web yeah. And, yeah. and upload them on your iPad.
0: Too. Yeah, there's a lot of free books I use uh, on my computer. I don't have an iPad, but on my computer I have Evernote, mm. and then I'll use my sixty megabytes of free space a month and put every ebook, every free PDF I find, put it in there. That way, it's always searchable, right. and so you can always search whatever's in there. I was going to write an article one, one day about uh, yeah. about using that and making making your library in your hard book library available on your. Evernote uh, by scanning the table of contents and being able to search through it and make your your library more more useful. Well, and
1: it also helped your study time come. Yes. Cut it down a lot. Yeah,
0: cut it down. Hunting and pecking for the right book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Standing in front of a library of, you know, uh, 500 books going, hmm, where do I start? Yeah, exactly. And uh, save you some time there. So um, I think we've gone over. Quite a bit, yeah. Uh, and, and to try to help someone, you know. Number one, you gotta establish a schedule, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna put a schedule. I found uh, a neat uh, little scheduler uh, recently that has every hour of the day uh, broken up, and I've started to actually try to use this to make to make a really uh, um, to make me less fly by the seat of the pants right. <laughs> and do more during the week in a certain hour. Yeah. One thing about study time is that it 's very difficult to chop up study time in an mm-hmm. hour or thirty minutes here or thirty minutes there. Right. It really needs to be you know continuous yeah. for a little while but um, i 'm going to try to start using making better use of my time with a schedule and so uh, when when everything calms down, when we have a normal week again <laughs> i 'm going because we 've had revival meetings we 've had all kinds of stuff going on so. When I have a normal week, again, I'm going to try to live by a schedule that's a little bit different, and it'll give me a little bit more breathing room and preparation. But I'm going to make that available uh, with this, the show notes of this podcast so you can download it and just fill it out. Fill out your schedule. Mm-hmm. I work these hours. I'm home these hours. I study these hours. And have it written down. Have it on your wall. Have it at your desk. This is the schedule I'm going to live by. Right. Uh, so make a schedule have time make time for your family Absolutely. um and then also avail yourself to good resources mm-hmm. um, there was another. the intake the intake yes always be in bringing something in yeah. whether you're driving down the road you know you may work a job to where you can't listen to something but not you know, most of the population have a 20 25 minute drive 15 minute yeah. drive you' Take in something every chance that you get, whether mm-hmm. it be a book, an audiobook, a sermon. You know, you'd get your devotion time in the morning, get your prayer time, but always be taking in yeah. something because that will, God, and I've seen Him do it t- time and time again. Just the previous week, I was listening to this book, audiobook. I'm big into audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I listen to audiobooks all the time. I'm listening to this audiobook, and this person says this, and I'm in studying, and God says, Oh, yeah, you heard that. Yeah. And it's just right there you know it, mm-hmm. it's it, 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 he has a way of using he has a way of using the most random things yeah. that we take in our lives and bring them together and, and make something wonderful and right. meaningful. Also keep your eyes open. you said something yeah. about being McDonald's billboard yeah. or something <laughs> like that. The reality is keeping your eyes open yeah. to things that your children do, mm-hmm. the things that take place in your family, in your work, they make great. Identifiable uh, points of discussion, yeah. points of illustration, and helps. And so, yeah. yeah, keep your eyes open. Jot those things down. Those post-it notes. That's a great idea.
1: Eighty yeah. percent of my illustrations <laughs> come from my own family. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, you I might. mean, it's it's one of those kind of things yeah. for me. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, that intake is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I mean, because I mean, what's your what you're putting in your in your ears or, or what you're watching i mean that that will come out in in your sermons yeah. and you have to be careful yeah so um, i mean whatever whatever it is you just yeah. got to be careful with and it so
0: it's your intake and then finally surround yourself with resources and you know like you said a lot of these resources are free yeah you know And I'll be honest with you, most of the things, most of the new things aren't worth reading. If it ain't 100 years old, you know, I used to have that, if (laughs) being 100 years old ain't worth reading. But most of those things are free. You can find a lot of resources on the web, on PDF format, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and buying just that really good sermon illustration book that really... You know, just just one or two good books to draw from mm-hmm. will, will save you an immense amount of Absolutely. time as you prepare and and get ready to to preach the gospel and to share the good news of the Lord Jesus yes, with a congregation. Well. I think that about wraps up our podcast, yes. Sir. I want to invite everybody if you as you 're listening to go to byvocationalpreacher and there is a an opt in uh, email list sign up for our email list, and as we get this going as we get this cranked up we 're going to be giving away more and more content, some articles Chris was talking about some articles he wants to write i've got some things I want to write uh, we 're going to try to give away sermon material. Uh, have posts of good illustrations, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're just going to be giving away a lot of stuff. We want to be a vocational preacher. We want this to be a website where vocational preachers can come to and find help, resources. I mean, I'm going to start putting my sermon outlines together, put them on there so people can get to those. Uh, The way you're
1: talking, brother, those are books, not, not sermons. Well, well,
0: (laughs) I'm going to put, I'm going to put some full text messages on there and then I'm also putting, putting outlines on there as well. Um, and so we're going to make a lot of things available Absolutely. to help a lot of people together. So make sure you go by the website. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, make sure you go into iTunes and leave a review. Uh, that helps us in the rankings in, in, uh, iTunes. And so that other preachers and other bivocational preachers can find this podcast and can be helped by it. All right. Uh, I'm Ronnie Brown. I'm your host of the bivocational preacher podcast. And this is Chris
1: Paradise. Chris
0: Paradise. And we're saying goodbye until next time.